Borlo from Business Loan Services and welcome again to another episode of the Business Finance Bulletin Extra, an extra dose of business finance tips and news. Well, today I've got a, a special guest on the show. Um, our guest is somebody who's just recently joined Business Loan Services, just joined the team and welcome to Shane. Welcome, Shane. Well, thank you, Rob. It's a great pleasure to be here and to be part of the team from this Monday officially. Yeah, this is great to have you on board. So I thought I'd take an opportunity just to have a chat with you about your background, your experience, to give um, people who watch the show an idea of who you are, what you do, and of course, what you bring to business loan services by joining the team. So as you said, you joined with effect from the 4th of May. So as we record this a couple of days in, and uh, I know you're immersing yourself in the volumes of material I've been bombarding you with. Yes, definitely. It's been uh, it's been a busy couple of days, really, with everything going on, and obviously the climate and the impact of COVID nineteen and so on. So yeah. it's, uh, it's 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 kind of um, in, you know kind of mapping out the new business going forward, yeah. all my infrastructure in place, and, and and getting ready to go. Whilst, whilst giving advice and supporting clients along the way, really. Yeah, brilliant. Well, so let's start off with a bit, a bit about your background. So tell us a bit about your kind of working history, uh, Shane. Yeah, sure. Um, well, I've been um, working in um, SME and business support for the last 25 years. Uh, Ten of those years I spent with uh, Barker's Bank as their relationship business manager. Mm -hmm. um, interesting point, I was actually the youngest appointed uh, business manager at the time. I was only 19 years old. Um, so, I mean, there's something that you didn't know because what many people watching this show don't know well that we worked together, didn't we, many years ago? We did. You were when, my, uh, my first you, official boss when I joined the business support team. Yeah, when you were a fresh-faced youth and I was <laughs> youngish and had hair. Well, no, I never did have hair actually. But, <laughs> That's a good point. The one thing I don't think you did know when you said you became the youngest appointed manager at 19, did you realise? And I didn't realise until we started talking that you actually beat my record because I ah, okay. was. And I would have been um, 22, 23, I think, Barclays <laughs> in Wales, youngest appointed manager. I didn't know until recently that you beat me, you took my record away. Yeah. Well, sorry about that, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so, yeah, so can I answer, you had a few years in Barclays then? Yeah, so 10 years with Barclays, and um, I, I mean, I had a real privilege, really, to work along a variety of sectors. So I started out in uh, small business banking, I progressed to uh, supporting agriculture, Mm -hmm. uh, and then medium business into corporate and, and retail. And it was over 10 years as we're Barclays before, then I went on to Antetavi for the last 15 years. Okay, so those who don't, people wouldn't know um, what Antetavi is, obviously for a Welsh name. So uh, a few yeah. people scratching so, their yeah, heads. What does Antetavi mean in English anyway, the equivalent? Well, it's a good point. It's, it's about economy and, and, and flowing through the River Tyvi, really. And it's, um, I mean, Antetavi have a social enterprise. They've been trading for 40 years, predominantly established in the Tyvi Valley area. Um, and they've grown out of, of, of the local area. And now they run economic programmes and projects across the whole of Wales. Mm. So I, I came on board initially um, with Antetavi as a high growth uh, relationship manager working on a Welsh government uh, contract uh, to support kind of largest employers across mid and west Wales yeah. and, and from there then I went on to deliver a variety of economic programs and projects, uh, flexible support for business, Business Wales as is, as is now known yeah. um, and, and delivered a variety of other programs and projects with Welsh Government over the years really. Okay. So and probably then, quite a difference moving from yeah. a, um, a big corporate outfit like a high street bank into a, 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 a more tightly focused community group I guess. 
It was, it was. And when I joined, I mean, 15 years ago, um, the economic platform that we were delivering um, was, was a lot more localised. So it was all about the relationships and good thing I brought to Undertaker was a lot of my kind of clients I was working with in the bank. So that worked quite well from a relationship perspective, really. Mm. Um, and helping them align their plans with a variety of economic strategies that Welsh Government were developing at the time. I think then Welsh Government were coming out of WDA days into what we know, know as, as, as Welsh Government, really. So mm-hmm. a lot of change going on across the economy at the time. Yeah, okay. Uh, and obviously, I guess a lot of European money flooding into that stage. When you it was, there, yes. Yeah, yeah definitely. And, and, and that, that, that's expanded really a lot over the last few years. Mm. Um, and I think what we've seen originally at, at the time, there were uh, lots of small economic programmes delivering a variety of business support across Wales. And I think the, the appetite was for that to become more of a, a larger pan-Wales type delivery programme. Mm. So quite um, fortunate to be part of the tendering uh, programme behind Business Wales and actually establishing the infrastructure across Wales for what Business Wales is today. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess the kind of issues you face in rural Wales were, were similar to issues that uh, many rural areas would see across the whole of UK with the Scotland, Northern Ireland and England. But what kind of issues did you see in terms of uh, kind of problems that businesses had or support functions? It's, it's an interesting interesting question, really. It's um, I think a lot of the, the early days, we saw a lot of... Um, a lot of concerns from the business community that a lot of support is more focused maybe towards South Wales. Mm. Um, and the rollout of the economic programmes and projects was about trying to get that support service out to everyone across Wales. So we were very much fundamentally part of that and we were leading the initiative really, which was really good. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So you're very much at the sharp end of seeing the problems that businesses had. Uh, yes, yeah, no, definitely. And not, not uncommon, really. I think a lot of issues, I think people think when you've got a small business or a very large business that the issues tend to be very different. But surprisingly, they're very similar. Yeah. But it's about scale, I would imagine. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So l- looking at the kind of businesses that you would interact with then, were you kind of hands-on in terms of relationship or was it more of an internal role <laughs> with Antutavi? Yeah, definitely. I think the, the first part of my career was very much hands-on um, as, a, as a growth business advisor and working with, with companies to develop and go forward. And then my, my kind of career took me into more kind of program management and managing economic programs and projects, um, where I was at, at, at one point I was running business Wales with over 60 staff and, and, and responsible for a P&L of up to 3 million. So again, that, that went from me being as an individual advisor when it first started through through to the later part of our career really yeah yeah okay good um, but yeah really interesting really and um and, and i think the biggest challenges we had is is, is the geography and um, wales is a, a small country but very challenging when it comes to mm. uh, traveling around and i think for a lot of businesses it's sometimes people don't appreciate that in rural economies especially in mid and west wales mm. that's a challenge in itself really of getting your supplies in and out and and, and keeping on top of that so uh yeah, because obviously it has a knock-on effect on your margins because you've got to say that, that the whole logistical transport issue sure. as well to start with if you're physically manufacturing, yeah. Because uh, you, you bring a, a, another bit of a different skill set in as well in that you started your own business as well or the family business. <clears throat> yeah, no, definitely. We, we're, we're a very busy family and um, about three years ago we, we, we decided, um, I was living in Cardiff at the time um, with my wife and we decided to come back to our roots in West Wales and uh, we established a, a family restaurant. 
So I know from, from the sharp end, really, what it's like to run a business. And, mm. you know, I was working full time um, when we first had the business and working five, six nights a week in, in, in the family restaurant as well. Um, and we also had a baby the same year we set the set business up. So, yeah, uh, it's been a busy three years with everything. But uh, you wouldn't do things by half there. So where would you say your skill set lay in the restaurant trade then? We, we, what, how were you put to use? Um, I, I got to do everything apart from the cooking. So, uh, <laughs> so managing the customers, front of house, and all the paperwork and the marketing and, and that side of the business. Mm. And obviously managing relationships within our supply chain um, as well was very critical and important uh, to the business. And then my wife and my brother were more the in the in in the kitchen and doing the more important job of uh, cooking amazing meals for people. So yeah, yeah. But as you say, you've been at the sharp end, and of course that sector has been uh, typically impacted very hard by uh, COVID-19 and the coronavirus. Um, yes. how, how has that impacted your family business, but also the wider business community that, that you've been involved with until recently? Yeah, no, definitely. I think, um, I mean, and that's one thing I can really appreciate really from, from a family perspective and having our own business. So we had to close our doors on the 20th of March and We've had to go through furloughing staff and yeah. closing down and shutting up our operations as such, um, which, which was, you know, a real challenge, really. And I think, and then my work then, I, I picked up a piece of work with Welsh Government to actually deliver webinars. Mm -hmm. um, so I've been advising from day one. I've been holding two webinars three days a week, um, actually helping businesses see through the fog, um, how I like to explain it, where all the variety of economic programs and grants and initiatives were coming out at that time. So it was, it was, it was great from that perspective. I was able to share from local business perspective and from my, my day job as a, as a, as a business advisor. So yeah, very, yeah. Mm. It's, it's been a challenging time. Um, but I think it's been able to help lots of businesses actually see more forward, really start planning ahead really. Yeah. I think the yeah. first couple of weeks was more focused around helping businesses deal with the now, but then, Obviously, as that's tailed off in the last few weeks, now it's more about looking at watching yeah. going forward and planning six to 12 months ahead, really. Yeah. What do you think the impact's going to be for the smaller businesses that, that you've been interacting with? Do you think there's going to be a, a, a big shift? People are starting to quote about the new normal. I mean, do you think there's going to be changes <laughs> in the businesses that you've seen going forward? Most definitely, really. I think how you delivered your service up to the 20th of, of, of March um, especially in a rural area, like we're in a rural tourism area mm. in Wales, I think going forward, it's, it's going to be more about the infrastructure and helping social distancing and, and, and taking those areas on board as a business. And, and, and it's not just about having distancing, it's about the economy of scale, really. It's around, you know, if your business was used to having 100 people walk through your door each day and now you may only be allowed to have 20, for example, then it's going to have a, a real impact financially on your business. Yeah. I think, a lot think, of business think the level of support and the resilience is going to be there to hopefully continue these businesses once the lockdown is lifted, or are we going to see some casualties along the way? I think, and I mean, it depends. I think in a tourism area, if you, if, if you really rely on tourism, it's going to have a real impact, I think, on a lot of businesses. And I think a lot of businesses at the moment are really thinking about how they can plan and actually be operational going forward and yeah. some great support for the government around furlough and and so on but it's there's a big question mark there if that's lifted and furlough stops too soon and then obviously that's going to have a real impact on businesses going forward and and especially going into your winter months if you're in a tourism area really. yeah. 
yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think there's a lot of things to think about. Um, and hopefully the government, I mean, so far they've been pretty proactive with a variety of initiatives. And I mean, I've had the pleasure of working behind the scenes of economic programmes and projects. And it's a lot of work when you announce a new scheme or a new project. They announce probably six or seven measures all at the same time. So um, I think, you know, I think everyone's doing their bit at the moment. Um, but I think going forward for business, I think businesses now want to see a bit of a clearer roadmap mm. around how that infrastructural changes or social distancing changes are going to affect their business and how they can prepare for that really yeah, yeah i mean you're right about the, uh, the the speed with which things have changed and, and the speed with which businesses have stepped up to new ways of working you mentioned about the banks and the coronavirus business interruption loan schemes and the uh, bounce back scheme <laughs> and these and many others which have been rolled out quite quickly and i your bigger organizations can test projects and new products for, for months um, well ahead in order to make sure all the kinks are ironed out. But of course, we've got lots of these new programs which are rolled out typically in a, a matter of five, six, seven working days, which is unheard of. Um, so yeah. it just proves what we can do as a country when we're under pressure a bit. But, um, and I think also it's about, I think a lot of businesses I was supporting especially family, you know, small to medium sized businesses and also potentially it's businesses who started up and they're under two years trading. It's, it's, it's the ones that fall between the cracks really. And we were picking up lots and lots of examples in the first two to four weeks of, of, of these initiatives that have been announced. And I think Welsh government are trying to, to pick up and support businesses where they can. But I think from my experience, not everyone unfortunately is going to get, a, you know, a grant or, or mm. a support scheme. And it'd be interesting to see how the HMRC uh, rollout goes across next month as far as businesses who are yeah. um, you know, self-assessment support and so on. But mm. again, lots of businesses are going to fall in the gaps with those mm. schemes as well. I think the Chancellor has been very clear a couple of weeks ago. He did say, you know, he's warning everyone, we will not be able to save every business. No. So, um, yeah, it is, it is really going to be the survival of the fittest, I guess, that comes out of this. But anyway, and so... I think a, also a, a challenging new... as well, Rob. A lot of businesses... You know, where they've had, say, for example, may have had a grant uh, linked to their, their rate of a property. I and mean, I was talking to a business just last week, and his fixed cost was £60,000 a month. Being mm -hmm. So, you know, £10,000 sounds a lot of money, um, but it doesn't last long when you've got a sizable operation, really. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. So, a kind of new chapter emerging now, then. So, um, say you've joined the business loan services team. Yeah, look. Um, Definitely, and I'm really looking forward to it, to be fair, and I'm hoping to bring, obviously, my experience and, and my energy and, 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 and everything I've gained and learned over the last 25 years. Yeah. And I think for myself and what I can bring to business loan services is, you know, I'm, I, I'm all about support. I, you know, I have a clear understanding of, of business needs, and I think respect is a big thing when you're developing a new relationship. Yeah. Something I've done all my life, really, is about supporting, understanding, and respecting, but but equally being quite firm in the advice they provide. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, when, when you work on an economic program or a project, not everyone likes to say no, but sometimes in reality, when you run a business, actually it's, it's giving people the right information at the right time yeah. and being able to see what you can work with going forward. And that's something I've always, always delivered across my advisory years over the last 25 years. Yeah. Well, you picked up on something there about the, the relationships and identifying needs. I mean, that's something at the core we talked about when we first started talking about you coming on board. Yeah. But you know, the philosophy of BLS is 
you know, it is about relationships and really identifying the needs. You know, I would say what 90 odd percent of our clients, if not 99%, we would see face to face. And so it's, uh, it's good that you come from that background. And of course, the one other thing that you bring to BLS, thank goodness, is that you do actually lower the average age of the team. Um, because uh, we are all... Like Only 50- by a couple of years. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're all 50 plus, all the other, the, the, the other, all four of us in here, and you're the fifth. So you, gladly you say you do lower that average age profile down slightly. So that's one added bonus as well. <laughs> sure, sure. I know it's, it's, I mean, I've been, I mean, I've been really, um, you know, grateful of all the support I've had. And I mean, my early days in Barclays Bank, I was given some great guidance and, and, um, and I absorbed it like a sponge. Like, it's like a child in a way, when you've got someone who's very young, they absorb everything. And that's something I've always done in my career. I've always yeah. sat back and listened and, and taken people's opinions and advice on board. Yeah. Um, and, and, and now I've been at the point for the last 25 years where I've been able to share that with businesses. Um, but I, I think you're learning all the time. I think, you know, regardless of age and how much experience you've had, I think when you run a business for yourself and run your own P&L and your staffing and so on, it's, it's a different dimension from when you may be just working with it in a, in a role like I was maybe at Antitavi and, and Barclays Bank. So I think what I've learned in the last three years by having a family business has really accelerated my knowledge and, and, and respect of uh, what businesses have to do and how hard they got to work, yeah. to make their operations go forward. And uh, so I'm hoping to bring that, bring that with me uh, to business loan services. And I'm really looking forward to the challenges ahead, really. Look, you've got some other little bolt-ons as well, which you're doing uh, alongside, um, alongside BLS as well, which is again about kind of streamlining and managing costs. So talk a little bit about what else you're going to be doing um, kind of outside of our our brand. Yeah, sure. No, it's a good point. I mean, as part of my business model um, going forward, there's kind of three key elements, really. So one is going to be um, helping business access key finance solutions, which is through my appointed representative with yourself, Rob, and business loan services. But two key areas um, I've always been um, keen to develop with to help businesses is the second one is cost-saving solutions. Mm-hmm. We're looking at developing a wide variety of that businesses, when, when you're running a business and you're very busy, there's so many costs going out of your business, you don't always stay in control. So through my company, All Business Solutions, yeah. we've been to look at helping business owners actually look at their costs and see where we can make large savings for them. Um, and the third element then is, is consultancy support. So I'll be able to actually help a business join the team be part of their strategic framework going forward. Mm. Um, so yeah, so access to finance, cost saving solutions, and consultancy led services. Really, mm. I think the, the cost savings one is particularly important. Has come to mind for a lot of uh, a lot of businesses, obviously over the last couple of weeks when mm. people have been forced to almost sit down and look at the cost base. I mean, I've had a number of conversations with business owners when they're putting their their cash flow forecast together when they're applying for the uh, interruption loan scheme uh, facilities. And many of them said it's been the best exercise they've ever done to sit down and do a cash flow forecast. Um, I was only speaking to one guy yesterday. This is the first time that he's ever sat down and gone through his bank statement line by line because he left that to other people. And he realized there were payments that he was making that um, he just wondered when did they last challenge the supplier on costs. So all of these things can be very easily missed, can't they? No, definitely. And it's, it's, it's going to be critical, I think, going forward for for a lot of businesses. I think one thing I've been delivering as a message in the webinars I've been um, delivering for Welsh Government is, you know, your cash is king. And there's a really old saying that we've all heard, 
<clears throat> over all our careers, but I think under these current climate we're in and unprecedented circumstances, every penny will really count. So mm. we're hoping to help businesses to kind of look at their overall costs, definitely forecast ahead. I mean, cash flow, you know, forecasting and really understanding your figures. And I know watching your videos, Rob, over the years, you've always told businesses that you really need to understand your figures. Mm. I think, you know, now is very important. And I mean, I was talking to a business a couple of weeks ago who still puts everything in a box, gives it to their accountant, mm. and then waits six months plus to find out how they've done, you know. And yeah. I'm sure a lot of people listening to this video today can kind of appreciate with that. But mm. no, go through all your cost lines, really challenge and, you know, those costs. Mm. Very important yeah. going forward. And it's surprising what you can save. It's really surprising. Mm. Uh, I mean, I got a neighbour here in, in my hometown um, he's, he's got a tyre centre and we saved him £23,000 just on a card machine. It's mm. staggering, absolutely staggering. And it, it's a bit of plastic with buttons like any other bit of plastic with buttons, but it yeah. just has a different charging structure behind it. So yeah. we'd be hoping to help businesses go forward by looking at all sorts of areas, really. So. Mm. Excellent. Yeah, those cost savings are right under your nose when you need to know where to look, don't you, and where to go to get those better pricing. So I think it'll be, yeah. a, it'll be a great add-on as well. Excellent. Well, Shane, say really good to have you on board. So um, with your BLS hat on, how can people get hold of you? What's your email address? So it's uh, shane at uh, businessloanservices.co.uk. You remembered it. Excellent. <laughs> good test you there, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> testing you. Excellent. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yes. <laughs> good. Yeah. So if anyone wants to get hold of you, say just drop Shane uh, a line at that email address. And importantly, and, uh, it's uh, Shane spelled with a Y. So, yes. uh, so yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll type it up here so people can see it as well. And Yeah, that's a good, good reminder. Excellent, Shane. Thanks very much for your time. And thanks for sharing your you, background you. or whatever. And um, look forward to speaking with you again very soon. So thanks, everybody, for joining us. So if you want to get hold of Shane, just drop me an email at Shane at Business Loan Services. .co.uk. So thanks very much for watching us on this bulletin. Look forward to being with you again next time. Cheers now. Thank you, guys. Thank you.